Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Donald Trump's campaign in 2016 was largely built around immigration. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. He would have rallies and he would talk about building that wall on the southern border. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. And at his big campaign rallies, people would chant back, build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. So over the last four years, President Trump has put in hundreds of immigration policies that President-elect Joe Biden is going to face when he comes into office. Today, the president signing executive orders to direct money to start construction of his border wall with Mexico. You know, everything from building hundreds of miles of a wall to denying visas to foreign workers. And President-elect Joe Biden is going to have to figure out how to reverse those if he wants to do that, and figure out which things are going to be the priority at the same time that he's facing a host of other issues on, you know, the coronavirus and the economy. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Anita Kumar. On the flurry of changes to immigration policy President Trump has made over the past four years and how it's going to be no easy task for Joe Biden to undo them. Here's a brief summary of what actions are contained in my executive orders. Since President Trump came into office in January 2017, he's made more than 400 changes to immigration policy. The Secretary of Homeland Security, working with myself and my staff, will begin immediate construction of a border wall. Some of the ones that people have heard of that are, you know, sort of the high profile ones are obviously building a wall at the southern border. He didn't manage to do the entire wall, but he has done several hundred miles. First on four, Customs and Border Protection are officially starting construction on 13 miles of border wall and technology in Hidalgo County. That's where we find CBS 4. He's banned people from coming into the country from Muslim-majority countries. Protesters flooded downtown Seattle and Los Angeles International Airport overnight. Now, that followed protests in several other major airports in the country. The president has ordered all travelers from Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen to be denied entry to the United States for the he next He stopped day. foreign workers from coming into the country during the coronavirus pandemic this year in 2020. So there are all sorts of things that people talk about, but really there are a lot of things that people don't talk about. So changes to how people get visas in this country. Most visa applicants seeking entry to the U.S. are now required to provide their social media information to officials. A policy that allows the government to reject a visa application based on social media accounts. The State Department confirmed the new policy went into effect Friday. Under it, visa applicants now need to submit any social media usernames, phone numbers, and email addresses they've used over the last five years. So U.S. government officials are looking at your social media accounts if you're an immigrant seeking a visa, and they can look at some of those things and decide whether or not you should get a visa to come into the country. There are, as I said, hundreds of these things, and many of them are embedded in policy. There are rules and regulations and guidance at the Department of Homeland Security, and they're not all what people think, which is executive orders that a president can just sign. Trump 
has lost the election, but he still has about a month left in office. Are there any more changes to immigration policy that he could make or plans to make in his final days in office? Yeah, since Election Day, the administration has actually been pushing in some of these final immigration policies. Most of them are things that had been started before, things that he had mentioned. He's trying to sort of make good on some of these final campaign promises. And look, this is pretty normal. Presidents are always trying to do a flurry of activity these last couple months. But what's different here is President Trump obviously thought he would have a second term. He wasn't planning on sort of pushing all these things through, and and they are. And it's everything from allowing U.S. officials to have more discretion on who comes into the country, so pushing through some policy on that, to things like changing the citizenship test. If you're in the process of becoming a U.S. citizen, you might want to study a little harder for the exam. As Channel 5 Santiago Caicedo reports, changes are coming soon. And that's the test that immigrants have to pass before they can become citizens. They've made it longer and some would argue harder. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country. President-elect Joe Biden is going to take office in January. He's promised to overhaul a lot of President Trump's policy, um, definitely when it comes to the immigration policy we've seen under President Trump. But you said that he's made 400-some changes to immigration laws in the U.S. I mean, how doable is it to undo all of that? Well, there's some things he can definitely do on day one. And I say day one because he says he wants to do some of them on day one. Um, You know, he's going to stop funding from going to building the wall on the southern border. He can do that. He can lift the so-called travel ban, and that's the ban on people coming into the country from Muslim-majority countries. But there are other things he can't do because they are rules and regulations, and they went through this very lengthy, cumbersome process to become policy. And he would have to go through that same process to undo those. So he'd have to go through a long regulatory process. But there are other things that he knows he's going to face legal challenges on from groups that are like-minded with President Trump. They supported President Trump, and now they're watching Joe Biden to see what he does and are ready to take him to court if need be. And then many of the things that President-elect Biden wants to do, he needs legislative approval for. So he's going to have to go to the Senate and the House. And Congress has failed to passed significant immigration changes for the last three presidents. So bipartisan, Democrats and Republicans have a hard time coming up with a compromise on immigration. So do you think there's any chance that some of Trump's policies here have a legit chance of sort of remaining embedded in the U.S. immigration system if it can be logistically challenging for Biden to change it, if some of these things require congressional approval? Could some of these changes be here to stay? I think definitely. I mean, you know, I just remember how President Trump came in and said, oh, I'm going to change everything that President Obama did. Um, And I'll use one example that he wanted to quickly do away with the DACA program. And that's the program that provides work permits for uh, dreamers, the immigrants that came into the United States as, as young people through no fault of their own, came in with their parents. 
He said he would deal with that right away. CBS News confirms that President Trump plans to let the program known as DACA end. The Obama administration started DACA five years ago. And here we are four years later, and that program is still not resolved. And one of the reasons is because it got taken to court. Well, today, California Attorney General Javier Becerra is expected to announce a lawsuit against the Trump administration. Fifteen states and the District of Columbia have already sued the government to block the plan to end DACA. So now California is stepping up to the plate. They say it's unconstitutional. And it has been four years of this going through the lengthy court system with legal challenges. It even went up to the Supreme Court and it's still not fully determined what's going to happen to that program. So there are going to be things that four years from now, at the end of maybe the first and maybe the final Joe Biden term, that, you know, people will look back and say, oh, he just was never able to do that. Even people on his side, even people that support President-elect Joe Biden say it could be years before some of these things are changed. Beyond working to undo some of Trump's policies, are there any other key pieces of Biden's immigration plans that you're going to be keeping an eye on in the coming months and years? Well, a lot of it is about President Trump. But the other thing to look at is, you know, it's been four years and maybe people have forgotten, you know, when he was vice president with Barack Obama as president, the Obama-Biden administration was really criticized on immigration. There were people on the left saying they were too harsh on immigrants. They deported too many immigrants. They had too many detention facilities. In fact, President Obama was called deporter-in-chief. And it's hard for people to remember because Donald Trump came in after that and changed so many things. But there are people that are on the left, you know, progressives who are saying Joe Biden has to do not only reverse what President Trump did, but he has to do a lot better than he did before, than President Obama did before. So they want to make the country more welcoming. They want to allow more immigrants into this country, and they want those that are here in the country illegally to be able to get legal status and perhaps citizenship. All of those things are really tough to do because a lot of those things, again, are going to face legal challenges and also really need some congressional approval. Anita Kumar, thanks so much for talking with me. Sure, thanks for having me. Also today, New York City could see new dining restrictions and lockdown measures as early as next Monday amid an increase in coronavirus hospitalizations and infections. Governor Andrew Cuomo, virtually alongside the nation's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, told reporters on Monday that new shutdowns could be implemented if residents don't take steps to reduce small indoor gatherings, which have become the top driver of cases and hospitalizations across the state. The new plan is based on hospitalization rates rather than infection rates and will take a regional approach to reducing COVID cases. Cuomo says the aim is to avoid mass hospitalizations like what the city saw this past spring when it was the national epicenter of the pandemic. And the U.S. Office of Special Counsel is urging President Trump to take disciplinary action against White House trade advisor Peter Navarro for violating the Hatch Act. In a report issued to the president on Monday, the office said that during at least six media interviews where Navarro appeared in his official White House capacity, 
he repeatedly attacked at the time presidential candidate Joe Biden and his running mate Kamala Harris. The Hatch Act bars White House and other executive branch officials from engaging in political activity, and under the relevant statute, punishments for a violation can include removal from office, a reduction in grade, debarment from federal employment for up to five years, suspension, or reprimand. Navarro did not provide a formal response to the report, and the White House did not respond to a request for comment. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing and want to help us out, and I'm serious, I'm not messing around. This really does help. Leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening and tell a friend to check out the show. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.